brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Drama, darling. Drama, darling. Drama, darling. Hello, darlings. What's up? It's Thursday, an exciting day in the Bravo world, if you will. Lots of drama, darling, going on. Um, Today, I have Melissa Reich, therapist, joining me to talk about Orange County and a big announcement. Tomorrow is Project Runway and the bonus episode this week, which will come out tomorrow, will be about the Just Be with Bethany podcast and, and Rachel's interview. But I am waiting until the third episode so that I can cover it all. And so that will come out tomorrow at some point. Now, if you're listening to this, wherever you listen to podcasts, please jump on over to my Patreon and subscribe to patreon.com backslash drama darling and enjoy the fruits of my labors of um, sifting through all things on Bravo uh, from Vanderbump Rules to Below Deck and Beyond, all the housewives, you name it. So now, again, I mentioned that therapist Melissa Reich, friend and lovely gal, is here joining me. Welcome back, Melissa, your bish therapist. Hi, Amy. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Well, Melissa is on the show today. Um, It's not a coincidence. It's very intentional because (laughs) the announcement is that Melissa is launching her very own podcast today called Your Bish Therapist. Yay! Yay, Congratulations, Melissa! Wow. You know... I, yeah, I'm overwhelmed. And obviously, I just, you know, first and foremost, I want to thank you, Amy. I know I've told you this a million times, but you're like my fairy godmother. I wouldn't have any of this without you. And I just appreciate you so much. I'm your so bish wife you. and you're my bish therapist. You are. You I are. Mean, not in real life. She's not my bish therapist. I have another bish <laughs> therapist. But um, right. Melissa, uh, I'm so thrilled for you because every time you've been on the podcast, um, you know, we just get a bevy of feedback of people who absolutely love your takes, your therapeutic analysis, psychoanalysis on all of these shows that we watch. Um, they are sensitive, they're supportive, they are celebratory, they're concerning, they're protective, and your voice is so strong. Your soul is so filled with compassion and insight and you are your cup runneth over with (laughs) material and knowledge insight vulnerability for the things that we we watch and the characters that we are constantly bombarded with on a daily basis that we choose to spend our time using as an escape route uh, for entertainment and the angle for your podcast I think is um 
a, a unique and one a different one than than we've seen in this whole Bravo sphere. Um, you know, so you uh, be, because you're launching your own podcast today. Um, I want to make it clear that this is Melissa's podcast. This is her baby. It is, in fact, uh, I am honored that it is going to be hosted under my network on Acast. And you can listen to it anywhere you get your podcasts. It will be free every week. And she will drop right now a weekly episode every Tuesday. And I would love, Melissa, for you to give a little description on what is to come for your podcast and what the first episode is because as of right now it is up baby pod uh episode one is up for your bish therapist it's up it's live that was that was a real weird moment when i searched apple Podcasts and i popped up i was like whose <laughs> life is this and what is happening um so i first want to say that and um, yeah, I'm so grateful to be on Acast. And again, I wouldn't be here without you. So thank you. I also want to just thank really quickly the Drama Darlings because mm. they, after I was on your show the mm. first time, they just flooded me with the most amazing love and support, just the most amazing human beings. And, you know, to be honest, when you and I had talked about this and I was so reticent because I thought, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, I'm a regular person. This just seems so uh, strange for me. But they really also, you and the Drama Darlings, encouraged me to spread my wings. Mm -hmm. So this really is a testament to you and to them and you know, I just, I'm, I'm really excited and grateful. So my show, what it is going to be um, about, which mm -hmm. however you introduced me, I wish I could have like a, like hear that over and over in my head because like, that's the best hype man introduction I've ever received <laughs> in my I've got, life. I've got way more for you, babe. But also this is on, this is recorded. So feel free to take it and listen to it every time <laughs> before you start your podcast. Oh, you're right. I will do that. Okay. Um, so what I plan to do is, you know, the Bravo verse right now is a little, uh, it, it seems like it might be imploding. I'm not too sure what's, <laughs> what's right. happening here. The signs are um, calling for so, Armageddon. Yes. Right. So for me, my podcast, fortunately, is going to be about all of it, not just Bravo. It's going to be about pop culture. It's going to be, I'm a true crime junkie. Mm. Um, you know, of course, I'm very fascinated by serial murderers and, you know, things like the Murdoch family. And, you know, so I definitely plan to do some episodes about that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, at this some is point. so exciting. Okay. Yes. Um, one thing I want to note, which Amy, you and I talked about, and this is hilarious. So my first episode, I talk about the reality reckoning with Bethany, and I include Rachel in that, but it was recorded before yeah. the interview with Bethany and Rachel. Literally, like a few days before she yeah. had this, we've had this episode in the can for, all, well, not quite a week, but almost. Almost. Mm -hmm. And boom, I was like, wait a second, let me just be clear. This episode isn't on the Reality Reckoning podcast that she just put up yesterday. And you're like, um, total coincidence and total coincidence yep. that she had Rachel on. So this is, again, to, it's not, you know, in her podcast. She's not going to say this was recorded before that was dropped because it was already in the can. So just know that, which going in, which is wild. Right. And I know that you will, for your next podcast, most likely cover. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so for my next podcast, I am going to listen to part two and three um, of the interview with Bethany and Rachel. And that is going to be the complete um, subject of my next episode to drop next week. Great. And I have a lot to say about it. And I'm actually, <laughs> yeah. you know, the timing of this podcast to me is amazing because I was furiously typing up notes based on part one of the interview. Mm -hmm. And it was just too much, you know, because I have too many thoughts. I have too much to say. Mm -hmm. And so this podcast dropping at this time, um, thank you, Bethany, for 
helping me out because know, this is, you know, this is some amazing content um, right. for me, but to everyone listening, you know, yes, I'm going to do that. So please tune in, you know, next week for a all encompassing episode of the part three, you know, three part interview. Okay, great, 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 great. Um, and in your first episode, you talk a lot about, you know, again, what, a little bit about what you just said, but um, w- about the coincidence uh, that we just spoke about, about it being mm-hmm. about, you know, Bethany and Carol, um, but also what you plan to do in the future and a lot about yourself and who you are and how you got to this point. So, um, right. and one of the things is I know that you listen to my reality check show on Radio Andy Sirius XM, and that's oh, yeah. how we got connected because you, um, you know, would pop into my DMs and Mm -hmm. you kind of introduced, I called myself your bitch wife. And so Mm -hmm. you popped in and said, it's your bitch therapist. I just want to say this about this episode. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so funny. I was dying laughing. So we had a great (laughs) rapport to start and I loved hearing some of your opinions. And so we continue to engage in that Mm -hmm. way over, um, you know, Instagram. Then when Mm -hmm. I ended up leaving SiriusXM and launching my own podcast, and then I was like, come on my podcast. I'd love to hear your takes. And this gal, I mean, just, I was like, who is this? Does she already have her own show? I mean, she just is a complete natural because not only does she have the insight, but as you can tell, she's just so lovely and charming. Um, funny, great sense of humor, but so compassionate. And Mm -hmm. the thing I love about you, and I mentioned this earlier, is that you really have the backs of a lot of these reality stars in the sense that you want what's best for them. And you're Mm -hmm. taking a lot of what we see um, and we're garnering lessons from that and how we can help ourselves. And I don't want to take away from what you talk about in episode one. So please listen to that uh, wherever you get your podcasts because she will walk you through it. But I'm just absolutely mm-hmm. so thrilled. Your Bish Therapist, every Tuesday, first episode is actually up today, which is a Thursday. But um, but that's yeah. okay because we're we're, okay. we're breaking the rules and we want to give you a taste today and then you don't have to wait very long for the second one to come out. That's right. So um, and then today you're going to be on my my podcast talking about Orange County. And before we get into that, we do have a little disclaimer that we like mm-hmm. to say. Um, and and Melissa, you know, because we have to cover our bases. Melissa needs to, we need to make sure that people know you know, what, where we're at. So why don't you, why don't you hit me with a disclaimer? <laughs> yeah. And, and it's a little the fun a part, one, but please, please hang in there. Um, because <laughs> truly, you know, this right. has to be done because while I do come from a place of love and empathy and support and psychoeducation, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there who, uh, are litigious and, you yeah. know, may want to take me down. No idea. So the disclaimer is, Hosts are not intended to diagnose, treat, or provide medical advice. Your Bish Therapist is for entertainment and informational purposes only. The podcast, my opinions, and posts are my own and not associated with past or present employers, any organizations, Bravo TV, Great Heart Productions, or any other television network. The information in YBT Podcast and on its social media is provided for general informational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat. We're almost there. Please do not act or refrain from acting. Take a sip of coffee. (laughs) Please do not act or refrain from acting based on anything you read, see, or hear on YBT podcast or associated social media. Lastly, communicating with your Bish therapist via email and or social media does not form a therapeutic alliance. Melissa, operator of YBT, is unable to provide any therapeutic advice, treatment, or feedback. Well said. You know what we should do um, is we should do have you record it and then like speed it up. You know, like the commercials, like YBT cannot be. Um, I mean, I think we should. I think we should. I think there's a way to add that in. Like, all it will add that in. Um, But because no one wants to listen to me say that, you know, every week. I know. I know. It would be funny to have that, or and we could just put it like at the end. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Like. Um. Well, today we're talking about Orange County. Um. And basically, you know. 
not necessarily the exact episode, any exact episode, but in general. In general mm-hmm. speaking about these ladies and um, Melissa's take. So I would love to just jump right in and get this party started um, because mm-hmm. Orange County so far, I think, has been, this season has been really good. I'm mm-hmm. really enjoying it. And, mm-hmm. you know, on the heels of just coming from the Trace Amigas show this past weekend, which was right. phenomenal. I had so much fun. <laughs> I was probably the one laughing the most at my table. Um, but that's a hard, that's a tough crowd at my table. My table had a tough crowd, a lot like industry really? people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, oh, okay. A yeah. lot of people who are in the business. So they tend to just have a real, you know, stone face where I was just like, this is really funny. I mean, there were moments that I just like, this is so kooky, so stupid, and look at him go. Um, I was really, I didn't talk too much about the show itself yet because I really haven't had much of a chance, but I will say that um, it's worth going to see. It's a pretty tight-knit show. They they do musical numbers. They do, they do goofball antics, and you see the chemistry. I mean, their songs need to be rehearsed a million more times for them to be tight, but that's not what you want out of the show. You know, and that's no. not what you're looking for. You're just looking yeah. for the chemistry. They have a fun talk back, Q&A. Jameson did a great job hosting it. Um, I got to go up on stage. I know he's amazing. Um, I got to go up on stage and do a a couple impressions of them all and then pop back down. Um, and it's really just, they had videos in there, which I thought were really cute and funny. And, you know, it's great because they had the meet and greet, I think before and after. So if you, you know, you get a chance to like talk to them and they're very, they're just lovely. Taylor was there. She did a little bit part in it, which was, (laughs) which was something else. So, um, Anyway, so on the heels of Trace Amiga's show, um, my gosh, Melissa, where do you want to start with the OC ladies? Oh, holy moly. I have so many notes um, about all of them. But, you know, first thing I want to say is the main reason that I hate living on the East Coast is because I get... I would love to go to all these amazing things that are in LA, you yeah. know, the Trace Amigas and all, you know, your cook it, spill it, throw it, all of this stuff. Um, so being on the East Coast is a real buzzkill sometimes. But um, I guess where I will start is I am confused about why people aren't liking the season. Oh, yeah. Are they not? Season. Uh, I I usually have my finger on the pulse, but maybe you're right. Well, on my Instagram, like with, you know, on my page, there's just been a lot of people who aren't feeling uh, Tamara coming back and stuff like that. Um, You know, to me, Tamara is just doing her job. You know, she came to work, honey, and she (laughs) is working, you know, I mean, imagine what things would be like without her, you know, the season. I missed her on my TV screen. I'm also a huge uh, two teas in a pod fan. I I listen to that religiously. I think it's actually an amazing podcast and they cover a lot of great stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have to say I'm loving it. And I think it's all these ladies are just, there's like a secret sauce going on that I'm just like, I'm just loving it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. First and foremost. I, I do too. And um, and you mentioned Tamara about, you know, she is doing her job and she brought this housewife in and uh, promptly threw her under the bus many a times. Um, but, oh, yeah. uh, and, you know, God love her for that because that's, well, that's what we're here for. Um, and uh, I just, you know, do you feel like, I mean, do you want to start with Jen? Because and that's really where a lot of the drama is with Jen and Ryan sure. and right. this situation. What are your thoughts on Jen and Ryan and her really joining? Do you have thoughts on her joining a reality show in the middle of a, an extremely tumultuous uh, what seems like divorce 
Um, mm-hmm. And this this Ryan guy who's really considered in everyone's eyes a douchebag. Uh, right. And that's a that is a therapeutic term. I just like to throw it out there because I know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> it's one of my favorites. It really is. So <laughs> Um, Yeah, I think that's a good place to start. And let me just start by saying that Ryan walked so Ryan can run. (laughs) I mean, for real. So good. You are so right. Yes, he sure did. He sure did. Holy moly. And I can confirm that while Ryan seems, you know, to be a nice enough person, he does appear to have a a lot of douchebaggery uh just mm. around him right you know encompassing him sure. yeah i think here's my you know i have this cool thing about me where um and i've never discussed this before but i can actually kind of sense uh it's like a spidey senses so i can sense people's kind of like energy their intentions their I I just I just get a sense of these things from people, whether I'm in person or I see them on TV. So it's kind of a gift. And um, I get the feeling that Jen is just a beautiful soul. Mm. I think that she is someone who's looking to be loved. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes we get into marriages or relationships. And for a lot of reasons, things um, fall apart. And if you're not happy, I encourage people to do what makes them happy and to do the best thing for them. I think a lot of people have been very critical about her divorce and, you know, being with Ryan and all these things. And I understand it, but I think that everyone deserves to be happy. And Jen just, um, I think she has a good heart and a good soul, and I'm concerned that Ryan is taking advantage. Yeah, to be honest. And in my opinion, and you you don't have to agree with this, but she seems very naive. Um, Oh yes, and that's Mm -hmm. what's the most concerning because, you know, though I agree, you shouldn't be unhappy in a relationship. um, And there, I, I actually the there are a lot of question marks that I have though, like. What is the timeline, you know, on this situation? Uh, That's always confusing to me. But um, and then first and foremost for me is that, you know, not only do I feel like she's naive, but I get concerned for the kids and then her moving. And I just think that that that's the type of what I consider reckless decision making when you're in the Mm -hmm. middle of a divorce um, and you you are putting yourself first. Now, that to me comes from a place of. She hasn't been putting herself first for many, 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 many years, and she's making up for lost right. time. So, and yep. look, I can't blame her for that because we all deserve happiness, like you said, and um, <clears throat> certainly she she needs that. Um, but where I wrestle with it is the at the expense of the kids. Um, <clears throat> I'm not crying; sure. I just have coffee stuck in my throat. So, uh, but <laughs> so that's concerning to me because they are young. And and that mm-hmm. that worries me um, from a mm-hmm. therapist point of view when it when, you know, they may be uh, doing a, a great, as Gwyneth would say, conscious uncoupling. Um, and if that's the case and they are living in two different places, can that be as traumatic for kids uh, or uh, traumatic for kids? Or would you say if the parents handle it well, that it should be OK? Well, it truly, truly depends on the situation. Um, in the the first job out of grad school I had uh, in my career was working with families who were going through time, you know, divorce and tumultuous times and custody battles. Um, in fact, it was so horrible that it led me to take a completely different career direction because it was just soul sucking for me. Oh my gosh! You know, wow. To, because to to be an empathetic witness to the pain of these children, because adults just either can't or won't get it together. Um, you know, for me, that was, that was really challenging and God bless all the people who can, you know, deal with that. And they've made, you know, that they're, they're, uh, part of practice, but I definitely think that, um, your concerns are very valid about the kids because whether or not 
parents do it right. And there are people who do it right, right? Who do it really well. They yeah, do, yeah. Whether, you know, the conscious uncoupling, they're, they aren't bad mouthing the parent or, you know, because a lot of times the parental alienation, what happens is you'll hear each party talk about the other and, and that contributes to a whole issue. Um, so point blank, yes, I have concerns for the kids, especially when you have adopted children and children who are, um, you know, there's cultural issues as well. Some of the children, you know, are culturally different from Jen and her biological children. So for me, there are many layers of uh, potential um, points of contention. Mm -hmm. essentially for the kids, you know? Yeah. So I think bringing Ryan in, which, you know, whether he's a good step parent or not, isn't mm -hmm. really the point. I think when your parents suddenly divorce and separate and, and one is gone and now you have this man in your house, mm -hmm. I, I think that's just hard for any child to yeah. process. Um, I think Jen is doing the best she can, in my opinion, from what I've seen. Um, and it is a hard balance, right? When you're a parent to manage your needs and the needs of your child, because yeah. sometimes those needs are in direct competition. Mm -hmm. You know, they, those mm -hmm. two needs sometimes don't, don't add up. Um, I, the, the biggest thing I feel like I have concern about with the kids, and I don't know a lot about this is, you know, there was stuff Jen was talking about how her husband works for her family mm, right. and now the family doesn't want him working for them and so for me that's really messy because it's like well if he's uh responsible for financially you know taking care of the kids things like that and then you're cutting him off at the knees because your personal relationship no longer works that gets really messy because mm, then mm -hmm. The grandparents are involved, right? Jen's family is involved. And I just think it adds a layer of concern for me. Yeah. And I somebody messaged me because we were unclear whether or not he still worked for their company. Um, and there was some sort of announcement that he was made like a, a CEO or something like that <laughs> for her parents' company. Um, and he may still be working there. So we have yet to get confirmation on that. If anybody knows, I would love to right. to to see something on that. Um, but that is strange, especially if if they do want to co-parent well. Mm -hmm. um, and 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 more to your point, that it would be more like to, it would behoove them to keep him in the situation that he is in order to provide, but also. Right. The grandparents are going to be involved. He's going to be involved. There's going to be a lot of, you know, if he's there mm -hmm. in the same state as the the parents, um, uh, the grandparents of the kids, then there's going to be a lot of like, you know, coming together. So it is wild. Um, mm -hmm. Now, boy, oh boy, I just uh, I have a lot of I, I, I want to hear your thoughts on like Tamra and Jen as well. What are your thoughts on Tamra and Jen? OK, so this is a case for me where reality TV and true friendships are, you, you can't have them both. Mm -hmm. you, you can't. Right. Because yep. mm -hmm. what frustrates me about the Jen Tamara of it all mm -hmm. is that there were clearly things that went on off camera before the season started with that Heather Amin, or Amin, I'm not sure right. how to say her name. Yes, yes. And so it irritates me as a viewer to have all of this other information that's like being alluded to, but it's not really being discussed. So, so my broad strokes of what I gather from this mess is that Tamara and the other Heather mm -hmm. were really good friends with Jen. They were mm -hmm. kind of like the three musketeers yeah. and everyone knows Ryan is kind of a douche mm -hmm. and everybody wants to protect Jen because she is to use, she is naive. She is mm -hmm. very naive. Mm -hmm. And I think that there is some truth to Tamara and Heather and some of the ladies are just concerned about her. However, I don't know about you, Amy, but if I'm concerned for a friend, I don't throw things at their face. Mm -hmm. um, right. That's not how I roll. I didn't like so, the napkin throw. I thought that that seemed more out of character for Tamara than I've seen before. Well, 
she skirts <laughs> the boundary, you know, like that's what makes her a good housewife. But <clears throat> as a human and as a therapist, just we never have the right to put our hands on or to throw something, whether it's water, wine, napkins. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't play the semantics game of, well, it didn't hurt you, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Please. Yeah. So while I think that her and Jen really were friends, I certainly don't think they are anymore because I think mm-hmm. Jen was so naive going into the season and she saw how yes. Tamara acted and mm-hmm. she, I think she feels betrayed. Like I can just tell in some of her reactions that this is a person who thought this was her friend and would be her biggest ally. And now all of a sudden is like trying to like tear her down on national TV, mm-hmm. you know, but, but on the other side of it, you know, Jen signed up for this. Right. So there's that amount of personal responsibility. Like, Anyone who goes on TV who's dealing with a precarious situation behind the scenes, I'm sorry, you get mm. what you sign up for. I, I can't imagine in any world that Jen wouldn't be familiar with the housewives and what Tamara does and what's going on. And so that's where right. I have a lack of empathy there. Um, the surprise factor that she thought Tamara would take such a hard left turn at Albuquerque on her, um, maybe I, I do a little bit. Um, because mm-hmm. Tamara's really throwing all the napkins at the wall at this point, you know, um, to make yeah. good TV. And but I also think that beyond that, there were probably conversations off camera before the season even started um, that where Tamara probably even gave Jen a heads up. Like, I'm going to tell the truth. You just have to tell the truth about everything. Like she probably <laughs> said all those things and was like, heads up. And I don't think Jen Right between the lines. You know what I mean? I don't think she <laughs> got it. So yeah. I think Tamara's like, look, all is fair in love and war. I tried to give you a heads up. This is how we play. And if you're not right. willing to be right. honest or do this, and I'm and also Tamara's trying to underneath it, um, I mean the fact that Tamara didn't bring up to her that Ryan walked into the gym and said, I'm gonna fuck her. Like, she didn't bring that up to her before the show started. Like, you know, and and as well, she shouldn't from a content perspective. But what a bam, what a bamboozle. And um, and so that being said, Tamara, I think, is also throwing Jen a little bit of a bone here saying, you want to be a housewife? This is what we do. You want to make a living. You want to be a single mom. You want to support yourself. You don't want to be, you know, uh, dependent upon your husband or a strange husband. This is how we get you there. Follow my lead. And that's that's what I think is what I don't know if Jen will ever be able to accept that. But in a way, Mm -hmm. it's a it's a poisonous apple gift to give to another housewife, because typically that's how you're going to stay on the show. Um, yeah. What would they have had if, if Tamara would have brought Jen on and nothing would have happened? Mm-hmm. Boresville, USA, you know. Um, so right. that being said, it makes for good television. Tamara shows, you know, for better or for worse, her her stripes as a veteran housewife on her return. Mm-hmm. But she's definitely pushing it, you know, way farther than she probably needs to. Um, yeah. Okay. And yeah. Any other thoughts on Tamara and Jen uh, before we before you move on to something else? Yeah, I just want to say that, you know, the one thing I don't love about this Modern Housewives is like now the social media that's involved. It's mm-hmm. just so messy and it's hard to keep up with. So it's like what we're watching on yeah. the show, but what we're seeing in real life is also in contrast. So it seems like Tamara unfollowed Jen and, you know, because mm-hmm. how could you... I think Jen feels kind of hurt um, and thrown under the bus. And so how it'll be interesting for me to see how that relationship unfolds. You know, I'm a very curious person by nature. So I think, well, will Jen come back? TBD, you know, Mm -hmm. is this going to be a one and done for her? So for me, the most interesting pieces lie in what's coming. Um, Mm. But I'm excited to I'm excited to see. I think Heather Amin is trying to, you know, saddle up there and kind of be the dark horse Mm. that comes up and takes it, you know, because I think maybe the plan was to have Heather on as well 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. And and caused some friction there. And she had her, her moment last week. But now, you know, I don't know if there's anywhere else to go with that now that the drama has sort of been left on the table. And now Jen is so zen that she's just like, I just really want to move on. Like, <laughs> she's like know, tired and it's like, okay. Um, so let's talk about, um, what, what do you want to talk about next? Let's, let's bat it over to your side of things. You know, Where would you like to go? I with OC? really would like to talk about Shannon. Let's talk about John. Shannon and John. Yeah. I did a post on this that got a lot of uh, feedback and I have a lot of thoughts on this, um, but I'm thinking about how to say them judiciously. Mm -hmm. Uh, So here's initially my post about Shannon was I am personally as a viewer really over um, people going on a show and then saying, well, we can't talk about this part of my life. You know, we're not going to discuss this. And it's like, you voluntarily signed a contract to be on TV. So please don't give me this BS of, um, you know, we can't talk about it. Well, then don't be on the show. If you want that private, fair enough, right? Everyone has the right to privacy. But if you want that, being on a reality show is antithetical to that goal. So what irritates me is sometimes I feel like Shannon and some of these housewives, they, they want to have their cake and eat it too. And to me, as a viewer, that's just not how it goes. But also as a human, um, I'm aware that, you know, my actions have consequences and I need to be accountable for those. But, you know, some of these housewives kind of struggle with that. So mm-hmm. what I want to say with Shannon is that a lot of people commented about, you know, her relationship with John Jansen and Shannon had kind of made this statement about, you know, we have normal fights that paralyze me. And it's like, okay. The therapist part of me wants to have a giant PSA right now and to say, if you are paralyzed by arguments with your significant other, that is not normal and that is not healthy mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. PSA. Okay? okay. Further, a lot of things have been said about John So I'm just going to share, you know, someone, and I forgot, Amy, you might know who, someone had said that uh, John, they got in an argument at a restaurant and he left Shannon there at the restaurant because he was upset with her. I think Emily said that and maybe Heather, you know, do you know what I'm saying? There were a couple of confessionals that people shared some kind of darker things about mm-hmm. the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say as a therapist that we are allowed to be angry at people we love, but being angry doesn't excuse um, inappropriate behavior. So if your partner is upset with you and they are leaving you literally physically or emotionally abandoning you at a restaurant, that is unhealthy and inappropriate. Mm. I'll say that period mm-hmm. point blank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that clearly Shannon has her picker is off. I'll say mm. that. Okay. 
you know, with her relationship with David, you know, I, what I watched is, um, this woman try to salvage something with someone who clearly wasn't a healthy partner for her, in my right. opinion, as a yeah. viewer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I understand that Shannon continued that relationship for the kids, but I'm here to say that if you're in an unhappy relationship with a partner, the best thing for your kids is for you to be happy. So whatever that means, truly, that is what's best for your children. Mm -hmm. um, so it tells me, this whole thing with Shannon and John, it tells me that Shannon's got a lot of stuff going on that I think that she needs to address. Okay. Um, I won't be incredibly specific about what I mean by that, but um, the scene where uh, Emily is talking to Shannon about um, reminding oh, Shannon. What know, she said of, when of they're the at the door. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the long pause. And oh, yeah. she's like, you did tell me we were at Javier's and you did tell me some stuff you told me. And she said, I, I don't remember that. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. So, and I think we're going to see obviously more of this where Emily calls her Jekyll and Hyde. And um, she, she clearly, if she has been drinking, she isn't like remembering some of the, the talking shit she does about her relationship, which, mm -hmm. which is obviously a real wake up call to her in that moment, which was wild. I am, cause yeah. it seemed like that was the first time that she's actually ever been confronted of that happening. Um, now, I have a couple thoughts about this, and I'm going to ping pong it right back to you. But I will say, um, I did take some issue with the ladies exploiting her relationship with John and the things that, that Shannon did tell them in confidence. And they just sung like birds in their confessionals, you know. Um, he doesn't sleep over. She pays for everything. And yes, this is the stuff that, like, we want to hear as viewers. We want to hear the talking shit and all this stuff. But it did leave me feeling very gross because mm -hmm. I thought, well, if they are in a bad, you know, place and she is telling you these things in confidence and, and perhaps in a place uh, coming from a place of overly being overly served, if you will, mm -hmm. Um that might not be the opportunity you want to take uh, that you want to take to share this information, especially, mm -hmm. you know, in light of if it is like Shannon seems so protective about this relationship. And um, I think for good reason, she has been through the ringer with the whole David situation. I think she is desperate to want to make something work and not be unhappy and so she's now being extremely protective over this relationship on reality television because mm -hmm. all odds are against her which this is so tricky because it's almost like i want to say to shan i don't ever want her off my tv but i want to say if you want to have a relationship work you're gonna have to get off of reality television and that's the right. end of that like no, your relationship will not last with John Jansen if you remain on this show. And yeah. at the Trace Amiga show, someone in the audience asked, are you and John still together? Are you back together? Because he was in the mm -hmm. audience. Mm -hmm. And she said, no, we're not. We're just friends. Mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah, okay, Shannon. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the question air, the question, the person who asked the question kind of groaned in the same way and some audience members Ugh. too. And she just continued to say, you know, this season was really rough on us. And, you know, it's just one step at a time. So yeah. I think that she, whether or not, you know, let's just say that's probably not true. I mean, but whatever, whatever their relationship is, she's going to protect it with everything she's got right now. Because, mm -hmm. you know, the talons are out and coming for her. And she doesn't want to lose John Jansen, you know, for better or worse, whether it's good or bad for her. And my whole thing is that, you know, I want Shannon to be happy. Um, she seemed very happy at Trace Amigas in the show. Oh, um, I'm happy to hear that. But one of the things she said was uh, she gets accused of not sharing because we were just talking about this. Like, she's like, I took my shirt off when I was overweight. I got a divorce on television. I talk about this. I talk about that. Read between the lines. I share. You know, and she has a point. Now, a lot of housewives go to this um, go to this arsenal when they're yeah. under the gun. 
And mm-hmm. to me, that says like, yeah, you have been transparent for the entirety of your time on Housewives. Like, mm-hmm. and kudos to that. Now, the question is, are they allowed to have a season where they can pull back and protect themselves a little bit from the fodder, from from putting every single thing out there? Um, I know your answer is probably no, because they've signed on for this. But I would say, well, I, if you're going to make that decision, maybe take a season off and regroup, uh-huh. because it does piss fans off. But I also want them to be protected and happy. So, you know, two things can be true. Right, Amy? Two things can be true. Yes. According to Jameson, they can be true. Um, So I do feel like, well, she has given a lot. Sometimes I feel like a lot of housewives that continue to come back, they just get battered about. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, leave leave them out of it this season. Like, can somebody else take the reins right now? Part of me is like, just... Leave Shannon alone for a second. Give her a minute to regroup and like we'll see where we're at. Um, But that being said, let's discuss um, your thoughts on some other cast members or storylines on OC right now. Can I say one more thing about Shannon? Because I know this may not be a popular opinion, but here's the thing. I think that a lot of housewives use these distraction tactics, like look over here, look over here, look over here. Absolutely. And to me, her saying that is one of those tactics, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. She featured the stuff with David because it made her look like a victim. I'm going to be honest, right? In that scenario, she was the victim. She was the hero. She was the poor wife who got cheated on and is trying for her family. You know, I think housewives have a funny memory when it comes to the things that they've quote unquote shared, Mm -hmm. right? She shared that because it was beneficial for her. These things that she's not wanting to share, I think to me give, um, and and this is not a, a total parallel, but like Taylor Armstrong vibes where there's, maybe some really icky stuff going on behind the scenes that I think the women aren't looking at it as let's give her a break. The women are like, we're concerned for you. Mm -hmm. So we're going to stage an intervention on national TV and we're going to out you and we're going to out John. And, you know, while I don't necessarily agree with that as a human, Mm -hmm. I understand, I think why they're doing it um, because sometimes these women they do things like that in a weird way out of care and concern, you know, like mm-hmm. um, we don't want to see, you know, bad stuff go down, et cetera, et cetera. So that's kind of right. just the only last part of that I, I wanted to to say. I also I also think to piggyback on that, it can be really reckless of other housewives to say to say some of these things and allude that like we're here for you. We're here for you. Because it does paint the picture that things are really dark. And so when Shannon's like, it's not that bad. Like, I, I, she is kind of painted in a corner where they're kind of painting this picture for her, which is seems unfair to me for Shannon. Because it's like, you're just now painting the worst case scenario. And now we're left with all these questions thinking the worst thing. So I don't, I don't like that aspect of it. And so mm-hmm. what I'll say about that is, if Shannon was going to be protective of it, that's where I say you got to get off the show because you're going to have to be able to defend yourself and give these examples so that these women will not think the worst of the scenario, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's taken, it's taken a wild turn and clearly they broke up during this time. I mean, it, it happened. And now who knows? Yeah. yeah, in real time. And now who knows what, you know, I think I think you're right. They're pro- she's probably protecting her relationship by saying they're not together. Um, of course. She, listen, yeah. her, John has attended every Watch What Happens Live, everything that she's had. So, you know, <laughs> Judge Judy, who I love, used to have the saying, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. Yes, yes. Shannon, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. Please stop it. You know, (laughs) I get it, but please. uh, Well, what would be the what would be the point to say they're not together? Like, um, why not just say they're together? I don't understand the point of saying that they're not. Like, what does that gain them? 
I think what it gains them is lack of um, being in the spotlight because if they were like, oh yeah, we got back together. Can you imagine the fine tooth comb people would be going through the season of OC with, which guess what? People are going to do it anyway. But I Mm -hmm. think my thought is this is their thinking that if they say it, it's going to be a big headline and then people are going to dig and they're going to call out, you know, um, I, I think they don't want to be held accountable. You know what I mean? I don't think John wants to be held accountable for maybe some of the things that he's done. And Shannon is codependent with John, um, which I can say like, just from observing, like she is incredibly codependent. Um, And for those people who don't know what codependency is, it's basically where your partner or whoever you're codependent with kind of becomes your emotional thermostat. Mm -hmm. If they're hot, you're hot. If they're cold, you're cold. I get the sense with Shannon that she's just trying to put a pretty little bow and say, don't look over here. Everything's fine. You know? And so for me, that's probably the why underneath it. I, I definitely could be wrong, but that's my Mm -hmm. theory. Yeah. Well, I'm very curious to see where it will go. Um, because I know you feel the same way. I mean, we want our housewives to be happy and, you know, and the other thing is, um, when we do see Shannon and, she does seem happy. Like she really does seem she's happier now than she's ever been before. That's for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, So that being said, let's, uh, you know, I hope, I hope the best for her. So, um, okay. What else do we have? What do I, gosh, we're really cruising through here. I know. I know. Well, I definitely want to talk about Gina because Gina has been getting a lot of hate online. Yeah. Oh my God. Right. I am so, it's terrible. It is wild to me how, so I've not seen volatility like this towards a housewife since Teddy Mellencamp. Like, oh my God, that's such a good point. It's just people get, why do people get so savage when they're bored? So you're bored with her. Okay. They go bonkers. They literally go bonkers. What are your thoughts? Well, here's my thoughts. I think people are triggered by Gina, and I'm going to explain why. I made a post about this, and a lot of people were like, oh, wow, this makes so much sense. I didn't think about it like this. So as a therapist, when I was watching this season, what it what became apparent to me is that the Gina went through a truly horrific situation with her ex, Matt. Okay, we cannot forget that her and Matt, they are regular folks from Long Island Mm -hmm. or wherever they're from. I think it's Long Island. They're regular people. They got married young. They moved out to California for the American dream. They had kids. And then Gina gets on the show and her life falls apart. Mm -hmm. Literally, her life falls apart. Her hair falls apart. Everything falls apart. Right. And I think that she is someone to me who doesn't allow herself to feel her feelings. Like I can just tell that. Mm. And so I think she swept all of it under the rug. And what we're seeing is a post-traumatic stress response to unresolved feelings. Mm. And so how I know this to be true is that when Gina is projecting her stuff onto Jen, but, but to Gina's credit, she acknowledges and she's kind to Jen at the same time. She's like, this isn't a you problem. This is a me problem. And personally, as a therapist, I respect the hell out of anybody yeah. who can have enough awareness to say, yes, this is an issue for me, but it's not your issue. Yeah, that and was that, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And I mean, Jen's response, just, too. Yeah. And that's why both of them, I'm like, these are two women who are hurting and going through it, but ultimately they're wonderful people. I can just tell that. Um, I can tell that, you know, Gina for sure has unresolved feelings about her relationship. And what irritates me is how people are savagely coming for her about how she should get over it. And my response to that is if you have never experienced post-traumatic stress disorder, um, great for you. But for those of us who have, I have complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And um, I share that openly because I practice what I preach. And and mm-hmm. what 
what it looks like is being triggered by things that don't really have anything to do with you, but it brings up feelings about things that you haven't processed. And I can absolutely tell that's what's going on with Gina. Wow. I can't believe that people are saying, get over it. I have not seen that online. Um, That is asinine for one um, and Mm -hmm. incredibly insensitive. Um, You know, it is wild because, you know, as you're saying this, it it is so clear as we're watching like that she hasn't dealt with um, fully dealt with her situation because it seemed to me like she jumped into this relationship with Travis so quickly that it, the only thing that concerns me about that relationship, the only thing, um, (laughs) but like (laughs) the, one of the things that concerns me is that it, 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 it's like it was a rebound, you know, your classic rebound situation, um, Mm. and a very comfortable landing spot for her. Because he seems like an incredibly, an incredible partner, supportive, um, kind, like a normal person, uh, you know, like mm-hmm. there for her, maybe taking on too much of that burden at times, which is what Heather's point was. But um, I think that I get concerned in the sense that, you know, the blending of the family so quickly after such a traumatic event. Um, right. And when that happens, you know perhaps their relationship has could eventually get some big holes in it if she doesn't deal with that and it, and if she realizes oh this was just a rebound and i don't really love this person then we're in the thick of it do you think that you have concerns about that no in fact i have the opposite and i'll tell you a funny story oh. so i did i did a um a travis appreciation post because there was a scene with him and Gina talking like Gina was explaining to him that Heather was like, don't talk to Travis about this. And he was like, um, what, (laughs) which is an appropriate response, right? Like if you can't talk to your partner about how you feel about, you know, past trauma, it doesn't matter if it relates to her ex. Like Travis is a big enough person and a healthy enough person to say, I want you to talk to me about this stuff always. Um, I actually think they have an incredibly strong relationship. I think the blip that they're experiencing now is because you're right. Gina got into this real quickly, which people often do like, that's also a sign to me when people are skipping over some emotional processing, if you leave a relationship and immediately get back into one, there's no shame in it, but you're, you're missing some stuff, uh, processing wise. So what, this is a situation for me where two things can be true. I think she definitely got in really quickly, but I think her and Travis have a real love. He's a Mm -hmm. real good person. He responded to me on Instagram, by the way, he thanked me for, you know, my post. He was just a sweet person. Mm -hmm. Gina, I post a lot about, you know, supporting her. She's responded to my post, Mm -hmm. Emily, same thing. So I just think that these are really amazing people who are in the toxic world of reality TV, as much as we love it, it is toxic. And I I think that they're going to be together for the long haul, as long as Gina starts to work on her stuff, which it's apparent to me as a therapist by what she said, um, that she is aware that she needs to work on it. Yeah, it's wild to see this part of her journey because we are seeing it kind of crack a little bit um, after this sort of fairy tale situation with her moving on and getting with a partner and blending their families. And um, I don't think that Gina gets enough credit from this Bravo audience that she deserves because her story is unbelievable. And she talk about being vulnerable and showing us you know, what's up, um, it's been a pretty tremendous journey to watch. And yeah, I, for one, I, I love this cast, um, Mm -hmm. of people. I love Emily also. I think she's phenomenal. Can I just say really quick, I, Emily is an emotionally healthy queen. I post Mm -hmm. every week about her, like she has been to me, what Emily's doing right now is the guide for what all housewives should be doing, which is, you are so endearing when you really authentically share your life, the stuff that you're going through, owning stuff, you know, warts and all, and just like 
I just love everything that Emily's doing from from sharing her process with Shane and, you know, their marriage and with her kids. And the greatest thing Emily has put on TV that I've seen in a while is talking about generational trauma breaking, because for me, that's a huge thing that I love to talk about. And yeah. it's so, so important. And I just feel so proud of her. Like I don't even, you know, know her. She doesn't know me, but mm -hmm. I feel proud of, she's just such a role model for, for here's, you know, how you deal with stuff with grace and dignity and authenticity. I just, I adore her. I adore her this season. She's, she's mm -hmm. my MVP, like her and Gina both MVP yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, and, uh, it's, it's interesting because that's enough for a season, you know, you don't have to get down and dirty. You have these two other people that have very compelling stories. And yet it's interesting how we all are, you know, focusing on the Jen and Ryan thing and then the Shannon and John thing. And mm -hmm. often we don't take enough time to celebrate and discuss the ins and outs of the successes, the, um, you know, the goals, um, the, you know, I, I don't know the words I'm looking for because I'm out of them. Um, but anyway, <laughs> how they triumph through some of their struggles. And, and I think it's, sure. it's great to see that. Um, Oh my gosh, we're almost out of time. Is there any, okay. Oh tell me, is, is there anything else that you want to talk about? to shed some light on OC and the ladies and the relationships or anything about this season. Melissa well, Reich, Bish Therapist. I, I, I want to dovetail off of what you just said, which is, can we remember that entertainment it can just be interesting about people's lives. It doesn't have to be yelling and screaming and throwing things and all this wild stuff. You know, they can be interesting without all of that. So I just kind of I miss those days of housewives. I'll say mm -hmm. that, you know, it's yeah. gotten very intense for me, but on my page, what I do focus on is those little bits of gold that other accounts don't comment on because it's not salacious, you know? So real housewives of Atlanta, you know, they've had a really tough season, but I found some really great, uh, psychologically speaking nuggets of gold that I've posted about. So you know, I'm just going to say I'm here for that. This the one of the last things that I want to say, which I think you'll find this funny is as I was going through my notes last night about OC, I was writing down how a lot of the men on OC have just historically been terrible. And I was writing mm. a list and I was like, I, I just kept writing. So I just I just wanna, <laughs> I just want to say that. Um, from Slade to Brooks, Steve Lodge, Matt Keough, Jim Edmonds, mm -hmm. Frank Curtin, Ryan, Ryan. Wow. You know, I, yeah. I, I find, I wow. wish our ladies of the OC, I wish these beautiful, amazing, talented women would work on whatever it is that's creating this picking of these people because they deserve better. We they need to leave the OC it. for one. <laughs> the OC oh. is going <laughs> to, I don't think it's going to garner uh, many good picks in that area, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, apparently, but are, are there no other men? Are there no other men? Like, what is happening? Especially I mean, it really, part, uh, part of it honestly is a product of their environment and who they're around and where they're around, you know? And that is yeah. a big issue. I think, like, for example, Vicky should go and live a very long chunk of time in Chicago, where she's from, and get mm -hmm. hooked up in Chicago with somebody. Like, that's where she should find someone. Um, um, I agree. Yeah. I'm from Chicago, born and raised. And oh. mid Midwestern men hit different. And I can promise you, that's that's where you're going to find your mate. Um, a Midwestern a Midwestern guy or what, you know, whatever agree. your yeah. orientation is, but the Midwestern people are beautiful. You know, you're from, you know, Michigan, yeah, from where, Michigan. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just yeah. a different world there. So I agree mm -hmm. with you. I think personally, Shannon, Tamara or Shannon and Vicky need to take a little sabbatical, figure out, um, 
what's important to them, what they want, get themselves straight, and then come back to us. Or don't, mm -hmm. whatever. I'm just team be happy. <laughs> like, don't don't destroy yourself for our entertainment, because mm -hmm. personally, I don't find that entertaining. But just like, please, ladies, let's... Mm -hmm. Let's take care of ourselves. That's my final message. Let's just take care of ourselves. Yeah, and take care of each other. You have real friendships here. Um, so uh, right. we didn't we didn't talk about Tamara and Eddie, and we didn't talk about Terry and Heather, but that's okay because I'm sure at some point you can even discuss that on Your Bish Therapist, the new podcast that has dropped <laughs> today. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, I have just spoken with Melissa Reich, therapist, to well i was gonna say to the stars but i will not say that you are a <laughs> therapist about talking about reality stars um right her podcast will be available weekly every tuesday and um so check her out you can find her on instagram at your bish therapist you can find her on tiktok at your bish therapist she is on youtube you can find her podcast up there. She, she has a video there. And gosh, what else? Any other plugs that we can that we can plug? Can no, we I think it? that's it. I think that's it. But what I'll say about the YouTube is that um, I make a lot of really funny facial expressions, and I talk <laughs> with my hands. So if you're a visual person and you're interested in seeing the craziness that is this face when I talk about things, you know it's entertaining. So if, if, you're, <laughs> if you're a visual person, please head over to YouTube as well. <laughs> okay, great, um, Melissa. Thank you so much. Congratulations again on launching your own podcast. I'm so proud to be a part of your journey. And um, follow me over uh, patreon.com backslash drama darling. Tomorrow will be Project Runway and a bonus episode of uh, the Bethany Rachel situation. Have a great Thursday, everybody. Drama darling. Drama darling. Drama, darling. Thank you.